welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, thank you. Yes, I am Danny Ryan. Join with you in studio, Tony Scott. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing all right. And the birthday boy, or at least on Friday, mm-hmm. Carl East. Carl. Yeah, I'm old, but I'm here. You are old. You, you as well as the um, the year of the century has turned into a new decade. Yeah, I'm now a decade older than you for at least a week. Uh, just one one week now. So you're only a week apart. No, I'm on the twelfth. He's on the third. No, but or nine days. But you're the you're the same age. You'll be th- yeah. both turn thirty yeah. this year. It's a weird coincidence in our life. Wow. That is crazy. I know. I know. Well, let's talk about some craziness that happened maybe around the rink, Tony. Injury bugs. <laughs> injury bug is a injury great way to year. start. Okay. Um, Eden Prairie, latest to add to the list. Carter Batchelder <laughs> goes down. I'll call it an upper body injury, and I would say this is a out indefinitely, but I don't think out for the season. Okay. Um, Finn Hoops for the Hounds. Carl is out. Yeah, and so you definitely saw the difference in the house lineup in their weekend efforts yep. uh, this week. He was playing on the top line, right? He was, and I believe he was their leading scorer going into the week. Did he play against? Did he play against Stillwater? I don't. He got know. hurt in Stillwater. Got okay. hurt. All right. All right. So make sure out for Tonka right. because he was not there. Yep. We knew you know, Tonka. Yeah, I I go to see East this week. Carl does not. Right. I wore an East hat, though, to represent four Carl. Oh, that's terrific. You're so <laughs> giving. <laughs> so, so kind. The Iron Range had some injury bugs, too, didn't they? Tromblay and Trebojevich. Did I say that name right, Carl? You did. And ah, uh, yes. I want to know why Greenway only beat hitting three two in overtime last week, the one-win hitting team. That's probably a big part of why. That's a good rivalry, too. Yeah. It was at Memorial. Yep. Um, we were actually there. Who, who was there? Spencer was Spencer actually there. Spencer was there. Yep. Okay. Um, then you want to touch on the Rosemount stuff? Yeah. So Joel Carlson is a uh, a hockey player from Rosemount who had a very difficult injury and is uh, in need of a van. Uh, their family is doing a fundraiser on January 25th uh, for $15. You can go there and probably have some silent auction items. Yep. Uh, a bunch of great things for the fundraisers, the hockey players. This kid's, you know, like you talked about earlier before he jumped on the show, this kid's the heart and soul of this team over in Rosemount. If you want to support the cause, you can. there's a, the GoFundMe page. We're going to post all these links on the story uh, of today's show. You can go find out more about it, make a donation, or show up at the fundraiser on January 25th. Yeah, so it'll be at Carboni's in Rosemount Spaghetti Dinner. Um, it'll be from 11 to 7. Um, so pretty good uh, time there. There'll be a band, meet and greet. So, yeah, silent auction, like you said. So good time um, and good cause to support as well. Um, 
something happened uh, this weekend that never happens. Yes. Want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. The um, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I noted where this game was at. I, I think, think it was, it was at, at, at Monticello. Yeah, it was at Monticello. Little Falls is playing them, and Dane Couture. Beating them. Yeah, beating them. That We'll get Which to that not, later. Yes. Dane Couture, the Little Falls goaltender, scored a empty netter. Yes. Not something that you see every day. Yeah, Lauren Nelson. Do we have video of this? Yes, yes. I tweeted it. It's pretty okay. it's sick. You know how many DMs of that goal I got sent to me? Two. Oh, 20. <laughs> I think every, every human that follows me on Instagram and sent it to me, I got a DMs of it. It was pretty cool. I just oh, retweeted it. I thought it was Popular cool. person over here. I don't know. I, that just speaks volumes to our our way we've taken over high school hockey. We, we do a lot of coverage of high school hockey, and, and I have you two to thank for that. Um, I I don't know when the last run, uh, uh, empty netter or goaltender score of any type. Do you Actually, know Dale Fantasine for Osseo scored a goal this year, but he didn't really score the goal. He was the last person to touch it before an own goal was scored uh, in a game. So Osseo, what? Yes, Dale Fantasine got a goal, and so I, it, it was it's puzzled me so much that Dale scored. I like dug into it and dug into it, dug into it, and found out it was just an own goal. But it went off of his pads, and then they passed it back to the point, and it hopped the stick and went all the way into the net. Oh, my so they God. So the, the referees the gave credit. It. He's the last one to touch it. What a terrible piece of bad luck. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it before. I saw it in a peewee game. Bobby Brink's team uh, was playing against uh, Andover in the in the Big Pumpkin seven, eight years ago, and they passed it back, and there was a delayed penalty. So they pulled, Andover pulled their goalie. And they passed the puck back to Kaiser, and it hopped Kaiser's stick, went all the way back into the net. And of course, it happened. Yeah. Wyatt Kaiser. Yeah, it was Kaiser's, subpar player. You no, know, but there was, <laughs> there was just that's one of those goals that you just you never forget. Yeah. And and Andrew no, was just taking it to Chaska too in that game. I saw I saw Goodwin earlier this year too, and uh, the Blue East Lane game. Uh, East empty netter was a shot by a Blaine player that you know, missed the net, run there on the boards, then rolled all the way back down and into the net. Yeah, so it's an own goal. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not common. That is even crazier, Carl, than that. Yeah, the way it was, I've never seen a puck roll the way it did, but it, 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 it even seemed like it was going wide for a while, too, but then it sort of trickled back and straight into the net. We've seen some year. weird goals. The Shagaby one was yeah, weird was up one. in War Road. Speaking of War Road, um, we'll have on Grant's cl- um, we'll have Gramps <laughs> from War Road in a little bit. Spoiler alert, you get it right on the interview. We do we did the interview before we did this show. You okay. do nail it. Somebody Perfectly else say his it. name. So Slukinski is coming on. There um, we go. War Road Senior and Northern Michigan commit. So The best part um, is before tune in the later. show we were talking to Grant, he's like, Slukinski, it's three syllables. Like, duh. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it wasn't, but go on. I love it. Um, okay, Carl, we've had some changes, and I bet some changes has happened in your top ten. Um, yeah. <laughs> take it away. Oh, I know who number so one So I is. only had six of my top ten teams a week ago lose in the past week. I mean, a couple of those were to other top ten teams, so not totally unexpected. But a couple weren't. They won't be great. <laughs> one particular. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, without further ado, number one is Andover. 
It's the only one I can get on this. <laughs> yeah. The next nine, I have <laughs> no idea. I'm guessing Rosemount next. <laughs> That's be a good. You'd be guess. right. Rosemount okay. is number two. Okay. And then maybe, maybe Eden Prairie. Mm, I thought about that, but <laughs> now number three, it's it's more it's Morehead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They have the head-to-head win over over Eden Prairie. Oh, I suppose. So then we see the Eagles. Yep, they're at four. Okay. And, you know, for all the sky is falling stuff you may hear about the Eagles right now, but they're still only a two-loss team. They should be at the top five. Sky is falling. No, the sky <laughs> isn't falling, but they are they need to make some repairs. Yeah. To their, to their plane. <laughs> they're smoking the cop. There is smoking the cop. It's not black. Right it's just white. Right. All right. Number five. Number five uh, would be Wiper Lake, last week's number one. This Ugh. is the team that lost to Irondale. Irondale. When has Irondale ever been on our show? Have we ever talked about Irondale other than in the section preview? <sighs> no. Or if we were dropping a, um, a Bukestad reference? <laughs> Maybe. And last year I saw Irondale because they were actually co-opted with, with St. Anthony. They were playing at the Super Rink during the Scortacular. I'm like, who is yeah. this? They were wearing St. Anthony jerseys, like blue and white St. Right. Anthony jerseys. Yeah. That would be the only time I could maybe bring them up or even hit the radar. I was talking to – I think you told that story. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Mark Mackesy at the St. Thomas Rosemont game after this happened, after the score won final. He's like, you know, in the state tournament in the 80s, Jefferson chanted against them, hey, hey, where's Irondale? <laughs> <laughs> Like so true. <laughs> it is uh, the weirdest name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like there's. I just call like Brighton there. This isn't on the range. Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, like I, I did a lot of quiz bowl meets in at Saint Anthony Village, so yeah. I know the high school. I yeah. know where it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Okay. All Anyways, right, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. I would think. <laughs> six. All right. Number six, uh, climbing back up the charts is Hill Murray. Yeah, wow, they climbed high. <laughs> Just throw right, it well, there were a lot of teams losing. <laughs> I know, I know. Number seven is Abel Grove, down a spot despite their loss. All right, big loss. Number eight is Blake. Now, what were they the week before? Um. Good question. They like were eight or nine. They were. Did they lose? They, they were eight last week. Yeah, they haven't moved. They didn't no, lose. They, though. they played one. They played STMA. They won six five or six. six, six they won by a lot. Yeah, it's, well, nothing terribly insightful there. I saw that score. They should go higher then. They should be at six. No, but they got. Grubbed by it, Hill Murray, seven yeah. to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the St. Michael <laughs> score, logic here. and I thought they There's beat some them logic. But we do you know who? What? When, when will the? When will the real Hill Murray stand up? Really? When will, will they? the real Hill Murray please please stand, stand up? up? Serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> okay, who's number nine? Number nine is Creighton. And okay. what did they do this week? Uh, they didn't lose. <laughs> I mean, who they play? Go Eastridge? on. <laughs> who they play? Eastridge or Woodbury? Eastridge and Woodbury actually played each other, Tony. 
Um, yeah, um, I don't know who did Creighton play. I didn't even Creighton note a Creighton played. score down, and I got like 50 scores here. So it wasn't they anybody played, worthwhile. They played Park. Park. They beat Park. Oh, oh, that's right. It was 3-2 going into the third. Sorry, all Park's best yeah, players don't play for Park. They play for Creighton yeah. <laughs> or other or schools. Hill. Or Hill. Or Hill. Yeah. yeah. All right, number 10. Number 10 is Lakeville South. Oh, are you going back on that point again? <laughs> Carl, stop Come it. on, Carl. Uh, they, look, they look pretty good to me this past week. Oh, uh, yeah, because you saw them play a team that can put up seven shots. Against Minnetonka <laughs> and win. <laughs> and win, exactly. We should cancel the show. We, we, it's we, over. We should have just shut the show down this week in protest for how lame Carl's weird this, No, how weird the season is. <laughs> Lakeville South, seriously? Give it up in high school hockey. I think Lakeville St- South is still riding Henry Walsh's performance in the state tournament. Now, had the casino team beaten Chaska, yeah. they would have a serious – they didn't piss that one away against Chaska. They would have a serious play at the top ten. Do you agree with that, Carl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I had them at 14, and I agree. They, they, they also lost to Farmington. Okay, yeah, they lost to Farmington. Lakeville North lost to Shakopee, and they beat <laughs> Lakeville South. Okay, I know. So I know. Stop I giving know. them Farmington. After, after, oh, sorry. After you're right. Casino team beat, uh, beat EP, I swear I had a vision that they were going to lose to Shakopee. I'm like, yep, that would be a very casino. Uh, they team they didn't do. lose. They tied. They or no casino team didn't lose to Shakopee. No, no, no. I would have no, heard they about won. It. Yeah, <laughs> but could you see that happening? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, you could. I have to pay attention to Shakopee scores now. I know it's awesome. Hey, they were in our championship game of our. Yeah, I saw that actually. Of our tournament, their beat team won the big. They're number one in the state. So that's awesome. It's coming. I'm telling you, and they got a they're great coming. head coach. Great head coach. Okay, can I get to some scores yeah, that I think I made wait. a difference We're in Carl's life? We're going to have some life? good laughs here at the expense of Carl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lakeville South 8, Duluth East nothing. Carl, what? why was – yeah? What was that? <laughs> that was Thursday. Holy smokes. <laughs> so, Carl, explain what you saw out of the Cougars. Well, you know, this is an interesting game because for a period, it looked actually pretty even. You know, they're going back and forth. East controlled stretches in the first period. Then, uh, then you know, South popped in. Maybe well, two or you know, one right before the end of the period. One just into the second. Then, you know, the, the wheels came off the Greyhound bus and South could do no wrong. East could do no right. And we had the biggest East loss in a couple decades. <laughs> I was wondering. I Oh... Sorry, I missed that one. I wasn't tweeting that night. My son was. He must have uh, failed to tell me about that one <laughs> yeah. after it was all said. Yeah, blame Jake for that. Well, no, he got it, but it. I was busting his shops about missing the Irondale game because it was it wasn't on our. It wasn't on our. It was. Think yeah, about it. Here's ten Iron, boys games. Here's five girls games. Cover these. I didn't even bring up White Bear Lake. I'm like, did you hear? Don't know this. He goes, Oh no way! Really? <laughs> Okay, Andover four, Moorhead one. Watch that game. Was it a good game? Or? Yeah, I thought that again. I thought that that Andover was the better team. Okay, faster. Yeah, uh, penetrated the zone, converted their opportunities. Um, he, Hudson Notch didn't have his best game. Can I ask you a question? Did that look like a one versus three matchup? Like in the state? Yes. 
Uh, this year, yes. Okay, I'm just asking. In years past, nah, look like potential two top ten teams. Okay, I'm just asking. It didn't look like, you know, remember, the let's go back to the good old days. didn't look like Eden Prairie Benilde over at St. Louis Park a few years ago. It didn't sure. look like that. Yeah. Remember that, those? Yeah, you know, I remember those games fondly what, now. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't look like that. Um, Egan 3, Cloquet 2. So, good win for Egan, I yep. thought. They also lost to Rosemount, so yeah, not don't get too excited. Excited about Egan. And they'll play Eastview later yep. in this week. Big game. Greenway 3, Hibbing 2. Carl, like you said, Greenway is injured, to say the least. Yep. yep. And this was in overtime, so mind you on that, too. Yeah. Um, as Tom Vanelli put it, the upset of the cent- or of the decade, Irondale four, Wiper Lake one. Well, the decade is only five days old. I think it's even yeah. in the last ten years. This is probably the biggest upset. Armstrong over mm-hmm. Eden Prairie. Yes, maybe. it's not as good as that. Yeah. Not as good as that, but yeah. it's close. It's really it's close in the fact that they've already played each other this year. It's close because. White Bear scored 10 on that goaltender already this year, and they only got one. It's close because Irondale lost to Roseville on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> like The wave ended. <laughs> like It was a good surf ride for the, for the Irondales. Friday must have been the time of their life at school. Yeah. And it was short-lived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl, any takeaways on this one? Uh I, I wish I'd written down how many saves the goalie had for Irondale, but it was some absurd number, so give him some credit. Yeah, I I mean, this is it, it's a whole team win. I think there was two empty netters, yep. but still, you know, they beat them, and they, that's all that matters with that, and hats off to Irondale. This is, I agree. This is a real, real big win, and probably it, it, this is the biggest win in their program's history for a while. In a long time. In a while. That's what I said. Yeah. You know. um, White Bear only had 40 shots, which considering. I thought it was 48, but 40 might be right. I'm on I'm on, on the, the other hub right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Sorry. But still. Whoever, whoever was keeping the clock at the, at the rink, apparently it was inflating things somewhat. Because I, I saw it at 46 to 47. Yeah. Okay. Tweet it out. But, yeah. but still, 46 but, to 47, a number one team in the state should Maybe have a little bit more on a team that they put ten on to start the season earlier. I mean, when you get when you get over forty something goal, it kind of academic. Right. And I think that was at White Bear that game. It was. It was in the beautiful Vanda Site Oh, that's Vanda Sports Center. I should say those White Bear kids had to skate a was lot. Was that game on? The, was that game on the horn? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but they would. I can tell it. you, they would have deleted with it with a pure fact because Carl and I were on a text string with both Zach and Chad that the horn was in full meltdown. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was Chernobyl it was and Three Mile Island. Oh yeah, going on. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Um, okay, moving on to a couple other stompers. Um, this one really wasn't. Blaine for Maple Grove one. Um, Blaine took advantage and really jumped on to this one. I yeah. thought I, I didn't. It was on YHH. I was at the Rosemont game. I didn't see this game, but uh, this is a big win for Blaine because they had they were definitely trending down. 
<laughs> not so fast. I think we'll get back to another Blaine score that yeah. <laughs> is interesting. Oh, is it, did they play Champlin or something? Okay, you don't know, so let me just... I don't know. No, okay. he doesn't know. He doesn't know, so we'll just keep going. Uh, Minnetonka 5... Oh, I know who they play now. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Minnetonka 5, was that a two? Good win for the Skips. Very good win. Uh, yeah. And to really stem They've the... They've got a lot of momentum. They're playing well. Oh. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. Um, and, and especially, this is a good late conference win. Wyzetta was playing hot. But from kind of what I hear about it, it was why is that is such a 50 – they're a railroad team. They either play really good or they play average. Yep. And, and it's one or the other. I've never seen them pl- play, you know, anything else. None of past teams have gotten super hot and went 22-2. and two. No, not even – Do you know the, what I mean? The state Some championship teams. teams. Yeah. Some of his best teams. Carl? You know, they, they always want little runs where you think, okay, here comes this you know, big, tough white team. They're going to be you know, they're playing the way they really want them to. They're in great shape. And then they go and lose three, three or four to four in the, just like this. So yeah. It's a trend. It, We've seen it, for many years. The only time that I understand why Zeta teams is in the playoffs. After that, I have no <laughs> idea. Rosemount 3, St. Thomas Academy 1. thought this was a 50-50 game at points, Tony. Yeah, I, I, my takeaway from what I did some cameras, did some shooting there, but I watched a lot of it. My takeaway of this game is uh, Rosemont has way more athletes than mm-hmm. than St. Yep. Thomas. I thought St. Thomas were, they look like better hockey players, like they kind of knew their way around the rink a little bit better. But the athleticism of Rosemont is what's going to get them to the state tournament. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean the, the goal by Jake Ratzloff Pretty. was Unbelievable! Unbelievable! He gets the puck screen. at the point. His his sh- the release of his shot is like nothing I've ever seen. Maybe Ethan Frisch to that caliber sure. of shooter, um, and he's just he's really good. Then they have we have uh, Wheeler, they have Campbell, um, they have Lewandowski. Lewandowski. But I'm talking just on the oh. blue line alone. Oh, the blue line. It's that horse horse hire. Yeah, yeah. Gary Horse. That's a great blue line. I mean, there's no drop off from one set of D to the next set of D. You think this is the best D uh, D core in the state this year, Carl? Uh, top to bottom, yeah. I think Andover's top pair is better, but I think Roosevelt's deeper. And you know, it's it's interesting. So we've been talking a couple times on the show, you know, watching Roosevelt and seeing some of their scores. Like this team has a great defense. Why aren't they putting up great defensive results? And I think in this game, we finally saw that. I think particularly as the third period wore on, they were. Like a very tight trap, they were locking down, and uh, I think that pressure they were putting on St. Thomas led directly to the third goal. Um, so I, I finally saw the Rosemont I wanted to see in this game, and that's been your that's been your song, yeah, the last couple of weeks, yeah, Annie with them is, is allowing shut goals. it down, shut it down is what they need to do. Goalie looked fantastic. Tolson looked fantastic to me. Everything defensively was sound, um, and I thought that they. Uh, they got outshot, but I thought that they controlled the play. I still thought St. Thomas had plenty of opportunities. Yeah, but not a lot of great ones. No, they had no. enough opportunities to tie or win that game. They did, but, but I, I still think the better I, team. The is better team Rosemont. won, and the better team that night probably won, they won too. Yep, I so, agree. I, agree um, I still think if this is a section final, it will be interesting. But I think the score might stay the same. Sorry, dumb question. Is this sec- fi- section final going to be played at Braemar? Yeah, I think it. Believe it, it has still been, will. It was two years ago. It has been for the last two years. Yeah. 
I don't know why they don't play it at Ritter. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It was it, this section used to play at the fairgrounds, so it's yeah. been homeless for a while. It has been weird. Yeah. Um, okay, Farmington four, Rochester Century two, good section win. That's why I'm bringing that up, Tony. Peter was, for you, Peter was at the game. He wrote a gamer on this one. Um, he thinks that Farmington's got a chance to to cause the two Lakefields some trouble. I think so. just looking at their scores, yeah. I think that's a fair assessment, Carl. Yeah, I've, I've been saying some attention to them for a little while now. Yeah, they're they're right in there. And South did beat up on them on Saturday, but um, no, they're they're capable. And I think my takeaway from this week in one double A is that you know both Century and Hastings, you know these teams have really good schedules, and we haven't played any teams they were tested, and neither of them passed it. Correct. Yep. yep. Um, okay, Prior Lake five, Eden Prairie three. Very good win for Prior Lake. This was down at Prior Lake, I want to say. Yep. Um, and Eden Prairie just, they need to find something soon. And it doesn't help that Carter Batchelder got injured in this game. And I don't know if Drew Holt got injured as well. Not but that he got, he was out for part of this game, I think. Okay, well. I did not know that. I think I saw something on Twitter. I could be wrong. I saw that too. Yeah. I, I just want to note that. What I heard is that Mason Lambert left the next game against Buffalo. That's not good. That's what I've heard, but I can't confirm. I haven't confirmed that's why I'm not really reporting in our news and nuggets. I have not heard anything about, about Holty. Okay. Either way, Eden Prairie needs to find – Stella's got to get their groove back, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eden Prairie does not have their no groove. groove. Right. There is definitely no, no groove. No groove. Um, <laughs> this game was interesting of note. Uh, it, East Grand Forks won as a blackout. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Grand Forks Central won East Grand Forks 0, and, and the game is still in progress because of a blackout, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, so I called my buddy Jeff Panzer. I'm like, what is going on up there? <laughs> We're having a normal Tony Panzer conversation, and next thing I know, he goes, I got to go. The whole town is down. And I haven't heard from Panzer since. <laughs> Can't plug in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what happened. But what he did say was they can't, they called the game. It was final, right? Oh, okay. And then about an hour mm-hmm. later, half an hour later, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be reporting that that's final. We're finishing this game. Because he obviously. It's in the third period yeah, right now. It is definitely delayed. It's not final yet. I mean, here's a guy being Panzer. I mean, he grew up, went to Grand Forks Central. <laughs> you know what I mean? They moved from Grand Forks to East Side this year. He doesn't want to lose to those guys. No, no. So, so. A- anyways, I uh, I thought I'd throw that in there. It's a fun news and nuggets story. Um, here's a good win for Rosso, eight to four over Brainerd. It's a good goal output for them. Yeah. That's all I really saw with that. Um, Stillwater 3, East 0. Carl, what was the stat that you found? It was the first time East has been shut out in back-to-back games since 1959. I saw that on Twitter. Or you yeah. and Lee going back and forth. L-Dog was in there, too. and <laughs> You guys, it was like, you think the guys from the Horn were bad. You guys were just as bad. <laughs> But you guys are doing it publicly. <laughs> they publicly <Yep>. cry. <laughs> They're okay. Uh, now I know why. 
Um, <laughs> in the boringest series, home and home series, of I think all time. time. Um, the first one went to Hill Murray to rip. Uh, over Edina. The second one went to Hill Murray. Three rip over Edina. I was at the second one. My dad left after the second period. If that gives you any indication, <laughs> if Sean Ryan wants to leave because it's boring, he's just going to leave. And I don't blame you, Sean, for leaving. <laughs> so I alluded to this last week that Edina is, going, is committed to playing a very boring style of hockey. They are. Chip and chase. Yep. Chip and Chase. They're a great skating if follow, team. If you can't follow the rules, get on the bench. We're gonna we're gonna be play really conservative hockey, and it's just nothing you and I are have ever, ever been accustomed to with them. with the with the Dino. With no. they, they're always the fastest team. They always have a Sammy Walker. They always have a. They're always springing stuff all over the place. They're always got a defense that are getting in stuff, and it's just they still got two world class defense. World class, actually. But that's it. That's it. And a really good goalie. Yeah. But they got to get they got to get They some got a punch. lot of B plus players. They got to get some punch up front and with Jimmy Clark out for a couple weeks. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Who's going to score in that Eden Prairie Dina game? I mean, is anyone going to score? Ben Steves. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> Milstead. I don't know. Yeah. There, it's going to be a, another low scoring game. Um okay, Holy Family went up north. They played Greenway on Friday night. They won 5 to 1. They played Grand Rapids on Saturday. They won 4 to 2 with an empty netter. 3 out. They won like 3 or three out of last 4 or 5 out of the last 6. Yeah, well, have you started to pick them back up, Carl? Uh, yeah, I seriously consider them for a spot. They're not quite there yet, but there's a conversation. Okay. Um North Branch 5 Chicago 2. Yeah. I, uh, good section win. Yeah. Okay. Um, Little Falls 6, Monticello 2. This is a good Class A win. Very good. Uh, do they move into top 10 this week, Little Falls? I won't know until tomorrow morning, but, yeah, I, I think that they're for sure in the in the conversation. They they they, they stepped out for a couple weeks. I think they'll step back in. I'm always looking. Like, I got my top six, yeah. Yeah. and then from seven yep. through 15, it's just like a grab bag. You reach in and go, oh, mm-hmm. you lost twice this week. See you later. Carl, you know? what do you think on this one? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, and I said Will Falls is number eight in page staff, so it's not just you know them beating up on the weak record or anything. It's, I think they're, they're a legitimate team. And Tony Kocher, their coach, is famous for playing good competition. And he's a really good coach, and I'm, I'm excited to see the Flyers back in the conversation. They're back. Um, okay, St. Cloud Cathedral 5, Hermantown 5 in Let's overtime. This So, second period, 5-1, to one, Hermantown calls a timeout. No reason why. I have no idea why Pat Andrews did this. Okay, they were cruising in this game. And he calls a timeout. I think, like, to settle them down a little bit. I don't know why. It felt like a Wednesday Class A, third, like the third game on Wednesday, where you're like, give me to 4-5 yeah. matchup because I'm about to fall asleep. Right. Or just move this to running time so I don't have to be here any longer right. type of thing. And then Cathedral scored one to end the second. So it's 5-2. to two. <laughs> Boom. Pop 2-2 two, two, uh, uh, in a row. Start the third. It's 5-4. to four. We have a game. Blake Biondi maybe left the ice three minutes in overtime and in <laughs> um, in the Regulation. third period. And he had a two-minute penalty. 
I mean, like, he was so out there <laughs> the whole time. This game got chippy. This game got just just punches back and forth. And it just was – this third period in overtime was probably some of the funnest hockey I've seen in a long time outside of a state tournament game. And it was just incredible. When Cathedral and um, – Hermantown played in the state tournament a couple of years ago and it went to overtime. Sandlin. That was yeah, a great game. That's what this was like. It was unreal. And I just I want to know what this game is like with Jack Smith. I really yeah. do. Because yeah, yeah, without yeah. Jack out there, it's just – you just start guessing. Lines uh, – um, the lines were getting mixed up. Max started on the first line and then Hiltner finished on the first line. So it was just – it was cool. This was a fun game. All right, so the magic question. I'm the uh, ranker for YHH Class A. I have World there. I've kept them there. Uh, the resume. I, I keep going back to the resume. The resume is the reason I keep World's got the best resume. Now that Cathedral and and Hermitown have played. So I figured you'd ask this, okay? So World beat Cathedral without Nate Warner. Yep. Hermantown tied Cathedral without Jack Smith. I still say War Road's the top team in the state. Yeah. I, that's that's my rationale ranking on Ranking-wise. Ranking-wise. If it's Friday afternoon, 11 o'clock, World gets by East Grand and makes the state tournament, they win their first-round game, sure. and they have to play one of those two teams, right? No, no because if they're the number Mott. one seed, yeah. Mod or Orono type of thing. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, so this they don't have to play them until the the state final on Saturday afternoon. Which is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, big deal. Yeah. So that's kind of why I I still lean um, War Road. Can I see War Road being undefeated and still the number two schedule? I I could see them the number two team in the state for the state tournament if Hermantown Cathedral War Road make it. If the top three, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. make it. I still see Hermantown as the number one team. So do I. Just because it's based on coaches. Right, yeah. Carl? Coaching? No, no coaches. Coaches, mean like coaches vote. vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> not, 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 not questioning that, Andrew. It seems like a very odd criteria. <laughs> no, no, sorry. So wh- what's your take on this right now, Carl? Yeah, I, I think that Warroad, unless they lose to a Class A team or a Double A game that should should have the right to be the top seed just because I mean, they're taking care of business and if we rely on the kinds of property of the top teams they're number one. But if they My lose, question for you is who's, but, who's number two? Yeah, that's <sighs> do we hang on out if they lose to someone like Moorhead, uh does that knock them out of the number one seed? I don't seed? think Moorhead would. I don't think well, I don't think Rosa would. If they lose to I don't know Kitson. I'm not even sure if they, yeah, Which or, they or, could because like Kitson's doing yeah. well. They're right twelve now. and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is Kitson double A right now? Single A. Single A. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kitson might be wrapping up a three seed right now. Yeah, for sure. No, thief. Yeah, I, I wonder. Have sure they, they played? Play. I'm yeah, sure they play. I don't. They're know in they the Mariucci, I think, together. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyways, you want to move on? Yeah. This is an interesting conversation. We can have it at another point. Absolutely. But it's <laughs> interesting. That was that goes into my top yeah. five games of the year category and top you know top number one that Carl missed. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. All right. What do you got? What, what else do you got? <laughs> um, no regrets. 
<laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Lakeville South 5, Farmington 0. Good win yep. for the Cougars and good section win. Mm-hmm. Um, Duluth East 2, Minnetonka 1. I was at this game, so I left Duluth to come to this game, which is kind of a weird thing. Left yep. Duluth to see East. East did everything that they needed to do to win. They didn't care how many shots they had. They didn't care about anything. They how just, many icings? A couple. A couple dozen or a couple? Just a couple because when Duluth East is playing well, there's not a lot of whistles. Okay. And so because they're so fluid, they're such a fluid skating team, and when they're skating well, they don't need to ice it. They don't get offside. shots. I know, but they they control Very few of them were good shots, though, with the thing. You know, I've watched this yeah, game. And it's, for know. Tonka, you mean? Yeah. 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 I, and East still looked okay, right, Carl? Yeah, and I, I think they're saving grace this, this season could be their special teams. Like both goals were power play goals. Yeah. Uh, their, power, their power play is very good. Their penalty skill is also very good. Um, if they can hang in there against good teams, you know, they're r- r- running a 1-1-3 most of this game, so it's not the prettiest hockey on earth, but it can work, and it worked. Okay, welcome to the new number one seed in 5-double-A, Centennial <laughs> beating Blaine 6-4. to four. So They reopened their rank. Yes, uh, to a regulation-sized rank. And yay. Are you surprised at all? By this, yeah. no. no. Centennial took Maple Grove to overtime two to one to start the season. So this round robin of five double A just got more interesting. What, Carl used the term last week, "circle of death." <laughs> <laughs> we have a circle of death I, in five double A. Circle of death. <laughs> you know what was a funny thing in Hermantown? Um, so they go falling is a. Eight-minute overtime, sudden victory, period. Oh, I hate that. And it's like, it's not sudden victory. It's yes. sudden death. So when you score, you yeah. suddenly were victorious. <laughs> it's like, Stupidest thing it's like are you calling it sudden victory because you're in Hermantown and you're expecting them no, to win? It's I've, just I've a weird that. sudden victory. I hate that. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, Delano 2, Mount West Tonka 0. Good section win for the Tigers. Yeah, that's a that's a... Black, uh, red and black special there. Oh, yeah, it is. from the red and black <laughs> league from those teams. Uh, it's a great league. Uh, we're happy to have them sponsor our show because it represents the whole state, not just the, the top teams. We like to follow them all. Uh, a lot of great players from those those two teams playing in the league. They get a chance to play in the spring, play in the fall. Uh, you get a chance to, if, if you're not one of the top players in your uh, league and can't play in the elite league or some specialized AAA program, this is a great way to prep yourself, uh, whether it's to stay fresh in the spring or to get ready for tryouts in the fall. Uh, no check hockey. Uh, they track all the points. They track everything. It's a great league. Check Did out. I see that they're expanding? And they're expanding to greater Minnesota. Nice. Not northern Minnesota, greater Minnesota. They'll be having weekend, Good word they'll well have weekend games in Alexandria and St. Cloud oh. next year. Cool. Um, moving on, Lakeville North 3, Eastview 1. I thought, that was I, thought I put that on. I, I do the big games every week. I put that one down as a big game. It's an for, interesting for, kind of for our purposes, not yeah. like oh, it's a big game. No. More like hey, this is a section kind of game. They kind of they play each know. other. They know each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. It, it just gives us a taste of how Lakeville North can respond to somebody who knows them. Can Lakeville North beat a potential top two, three seed from another section? Yeah, and they did. 
And they did. Um, Rosemount 3, Egan 0. Good win for Rosemount here. Well, if we, as you recall, Egan beat them last year in the sectional play. Yep, section semifinals last year. Um, Champlin Park 5, Hastings 2. You tweeted this out. Champlin's on a l- nice little streak right now. Yes, they are. It's a little misleading, though, because they're not beating great teams. But they are in that vaunted Section 5 AA. Which circle of death. I was all excited <laughs> when I saw they won and how they did. I was all jacked up, and I go in to check their stats, and they're, 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 they're win. Guess who their one loss in that 5 out of 6 was to? Blaine. It was like 9-1. Ooh. That's yeah. why okay. I went, ooh. I'll just put this five out of six, hit the tweet button, and run from the Well, computer. you 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 lured me into this one. <laughs> I knew I could get somebody at least. <laughs> I'm a sucker. Yes. Um, White Bear Lake 5. Wait, hang on. What? The reason I did it, I did all the research. I'm like, well, I did all the research. I'm not going to just throw it away. I just, I'll just uh, throw it out there. <laughs> you still got me. Yeah. White Bear Lake 5, Force Lake 1. Uh, here's a couple reasons why to note this. Carl, where was Forest Lake in QRF? <laughs> uh, they, they have fallen back into a more realistic position now, but there was a point when they were a top 10 QRF team this season. Which is important in yes, 7 AA. 7 AA is huge. <laughs> so if they would Please educate our listeners who are new to the show Carl? on 7 AA's QRF policy. Yeah, so 7 AA, for historical reasons that we could delve into but do not need to, uh, has decided to have the coaches not do the, the traditional set method of coaches seating the teams and processions. They instead use this thing called QRF, which is some system, some guy invented that is online in the state high school league, decided that it should, for some reason, be used to rank teams. The coaches so, in 7AA uh, decided to, but the other yep. 15 sections usually do it by vote, correct? Right, yes. Yes, so um, this uh, system you know, has its, and bolts, which they don't let you see, but uh, it's it really tends to value wins over double A teams with good records, whether those records have come against you know good teams or not. <laughs> and so, Forest Lake, a team that plays in you know deep double A conference and was rolling along at the start of the year, looked really, really good in QRF. And that's what makes this one important because if they would have won this game, it would have jumped them in QRF, I would think, Carl. Yeah, I think winning a game like that against Mike there would give them a suddenly a decent chance for the two seed. I think that they've kind of lost that chance with the way they've been playing. In the right section. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Does Forest Lake get any other games against section opponents or teams with a higher QRF? What was that? Do they get any section opponent teams coming up or any high QRF teams? Do you know off the top of uh, your they've, they've got East, I know. They've got Stillwater and um, Cloquet. And Creighton and White Bear again. So and there's there's some good teams in there. They could chances, theoretically though. move up. Yeah, and they they play Marshall, a section team, quote unquote, too. That's yeah, why that's why so, Danny yeah. and I am always talking about. I brought it up on here. I think the East View, if they can have a real good run in the South Suburban, they could be a, a one or two seed in that section, just because yeah. they have their victory over St. Thomas. It's, exactly, they hold, they hold that chip sure. in the card game. Um, talking about St. Thomas, they did lose to Matanidi four to two. Yeah, that just joins the St. Thomas questionable score category. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. their team right now, I cannot read based on their scores. I just don't get it. When yeah, they're, they're one that really is a little bit of mouth. Yeah, 
when Tyler Graham and, and, and Nagel are your two of your top four forwards, they're fantastic sophomores. Yeah. Fantastic players. I've seen these kids play for years. Max Nagel and Tyler Graham are going to be great high school hockey players. They will be. They can't carry a team against Jake Ratzloff. Yeah, I know. Jake Ratzloff looks like a, you know. He's huge. A Division One linebacker out there. Yeah, he he's dang near close. You know what I mean? He looks like a 6'2", 225 linebacker out there. And Tyler Graham's, they're just little guys. They're yeah. good hockey players, like Fast. I said. But it just doesn't work long term. No. They're going to be good. And I love Jared Wright, and I love Jackson Helm. They got four or five decent forwards, but they're just not, you know, even their goal against Rosemont was a little bit lucky. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. This team just, they're getting some good wins, but a lot of bad losses. And bad losses mean more than good wins. Correct. Just when you look Mm -hmm. at stuff. And that's kind of how I see it right now. Um Okay, well, talking about good players, Tony, you want to jump into our middle segment? Yeah, I loved it. This is going to be juicy. Okay, explain the juice. Uh, so you go to a game, we go see Jackson Hallam on Thursday night, and I'm just like, wow, how isn't this kid committed to a Division One school? And so I start going through my head. I'm like, let me think of two or three guys. Oh, let me think of three or four guys. Like, Let me think of four or five guys that I could think of off the top of my head that should be committed to schools or, sh- or cool schools should be looking at. And I think th- enough of us, the three of us, see enough of these kids. Let's list off some kids that we think colleges should look at or we think might be dropping as a Division One commit soon. So we have five. Let's go around the horn. I've already given away my number one pick, and that's Jackson Hallam. Fastest that's, kid in the state. Oh, he's a great skater. He he definitely creates opportunities. And how many times have I seen St. Thomas this year? Two in Bloomington, three. I've seen him play six games already this year, and he huh. really impresses. Do you need a, uh, anything like alumni paraphernalia? No, I'm oh. good. Okay. I'm good. It's just one. If I did get one, I would want a cross on it, though, in the left chest. I really like the cross in the left chest. Oh. All right, Carl, who do you got as your number one pick? <laughs> Sure. Well, my, my number one is probably it might be the easiest one hanging out there. Uh, Joey Pearson from Mentown there. You know, incredible two-way defenseman. It's easy choice. You know, it's, I, we know he has his pick of schools, and it's just a matter of time before he lands somewhere. But uh, so it's one of the most fun players to watch in the state. And uh-huh. great to see him back on D this year, which is I'm sure will be, will be playing in college. And uh, he, he and you know, and Blake Biondi together. <laughs> it's a, so much fun to watch as how they, they just run games. Hard to argue that. Um, I'm going Charlie Strobel, Hill Murray, top line forward, top line center. Um, uh, if Hill needs a goal, they turn to Strobel, and Strobel puts it in the back of the net more, more times than not. Good bloodlines, too. Yeah. No, he's a he's a very, very good player. Um, I've always been impressed with him, and he carries that top line really, really well. Here's one for you. This is uh, my number two pick. This is Mason Wheeler. Talk about the athletic uh, defenseman on Rosemount. Uh, he just continues to impress. Every time I watch him play, he seems to to make things happen out there, controls play with his stick handling and skating. Yeah. Uh, and, again, all those defensemen are super aggressive physically. He's another one of those. That's that's a kid who I think might drop sometime in the next year or so. Go I like ahead. that pick. Go ahead. Carl, um, my next one is one maybe that you know, some some Metro fans may not have seen as much, but uh, 
really impressed me every time I've seen him as Christian Galapagos. Okay. And he is, you know, the heart and soul of that team. He's just carrying that offense. He's seen him single-handedly win games this season. Uh, just a, a dominant force out there. So give Christian a shout out here. When we were making picks, it was like, have anyone been in a fantasy football room and, and the guy takes the pick right for you that you were going to pick? That was that's, Galatz. That was Galatz for me. I was like, oh, that's the guy I wanted. I love that kid. He is he is really fun to watch. That's a good pick. Um, Tony, you went to the best decor in double A. I'll go to the best decor in single A, and that's St. Cloud Cathedral. So I'm going to say CJ uh, Zins. Zins. Um, John Bell is also very good, but I, I just think Zins is a bigger guy for them, and I, he can move the puck well, and he's won a state tournament. So yeah, and you he, saw him a lot on Friday nights. So. Yeah, I mean their top four defense just cycle in and out, and they they don't miss a beat with them. So I'm going to go back up north. My only non-metro pick here, um, goaltender from Grand Rapids, Carter Clafton. Uh, I remember first time I ever saw Carter Clafton. He played with on the Lake Superior Stars with Mason Langenbrunner and, and Blake Biondi and those kids. It was a fun team to watch. And he came in to relief. Jamie put him in it, another goalie, and yanked and put Clafton in the game. Clafton won the game in a shootout. That's the first time I remember Carter Clafton. And he just continues to impress everybody every time he plays. And uh, his numbers get up there. He could end up in the, in the uh, Brimsic conversation. So he I'm could. Gonna, I'm going to yeah. take Carter Clafton with my uh, number three pick. Who do you have, Carl? Uh, so we're going to have a Waro kid on later today, and let's be accused of being biased. They need to have a Rozo kid too. So I'm going to go with Paul Huglund for my third pick. Mm. But a uh, Rozo player who's been, you know, good bloodline, brother Aaron last year. Um, and he, uh, I've, you know, don't get that. I've had a chance to see Rozo, but when I did last season, he was fantastic. So let me get him to the list here too. So I've seen Paul play a lot over the years. He's one of the most honest players you'll see. I mean, he's a straightforward player. He doesn't have the filthy hands that his brother Aaron has, but what he's got is he's he's got uh, some grit to his game. He's got some speed, um, but when he has to, he will show off some skill. I, I'll never forget one of those shootout goals he had in our Bantam Elite League that just he basically undressed. Uh, I think it was Lime Sand. Oh. Uh, they were playing Kukinen's team and and Faber's team, and uh, he won the shootout in uh, in like the fifth or sixth shooter. He went <laughs> out there and dangled. I was like, oh, he does have some of, some of Aaron's <laughs> hands after all. So he's a nice player. That's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna go Mitchell Wolf um, for Andover defenseman. If mm-hmm. Kaiser's not out there, Wolf is, and there's not that big of a drop off between the two. Um, he's a very strong defenseman, and he's. Uh, very important reason why this team's a top 10 team. You know, when you have defensemen, it really makes your team worthwhile, and Wolf is one of them. For Skilled them. and feisty. Yes, yes. It, it, literally, there is, I think Wolf is four and Kaiser is five for numbers, and so you kind of are like, oh, who was that? And yeah. it, it's, uh, it's usually one of them. Yeah, and if you're comparing one to the other, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. My next one, this is my fourth pick. Um, this kid plays his hockey down near a casino in the southwest suburbs uh, named Will Schumacher. Oh, uh, prior like kid. I, uh, yeah, I think I think that's the team. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he's from Savage? <laughs> he might be from Savage. Okay. Yeah, he might be from Savage. Okay. But this kid, Will Schumacher, I haven't checked his stats. He had 18 points going into Hockey for Life, so I <laughs> think he's got over 20 by now. That's pretty Sophomore nice. Sophomore kid. Uh, he played on a line last year with uh, Bump 
and Rice. And guess what? They're playing on the line together again this year. All sophomores leading that team, and uh, that team from near the casino uh, beat uh, Eden Prairie uh, last week. And Prairie Lake's on a roll right now. They're playing pretty well. Okay, Carl. Tony doesn't <laughs> want to say much, so. <laughs> oh, All right, number four, Next Carl. I'll, I'll, I'll fill the void and uh, talk a little bit about Landon Parker for East Grand Forks. Uh, just a really fun player to watch. Uh, super smooth. Uh, every time you know, he's on the ice, I, my eyes are just been drawn to him. And he's uh, just put together a really good high school career so far and deserves to be on this list. Um, Drew Holt for Eden Prairie. Drew is a feisty forward. Um, has a very quick shot, but it's probably the – if Jackson Hollum is the fastest in the state, Drew Holt is the second fastest player in the state. So he is all over the ice and usually will score a point a night. I will. Yeah, when he was a peewee in a Bantam, it was I saw him a play as scoring machine. I saw him play Bantam hockey. Remember, I yeah. went over oh, to – no, I didn't go to parade. I saw him at parade. Yep, yep, when they were in the tournament. But I also saw him before the tournament at New Hope. Yes, in Regents. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to play Maple Grove. They got put in the same region as Maple Grove. Which... Yeah, that was unfortunate for them. <laughs> what, a, what a genius <laughs> system they have set up in youth hockey in Minnesota. No com- more comments than that. <laughs> um, all right, we're on to our fifth pick. I'm going to go with one of my favorites, kid from Wyzetta, now playing at Benilde, Adam Marshall. I just think he's uh, tenacious, got great hands, unbelievable hockey IQ. I think he's got a bright future in hockey at you know, he's only a sophomore right now, but I think at some point over the next, you know, year, he's going to be committing to a Division One school, Adam Marshall. Carl? Well, my first four picks have all been Northerners, so I might as well make one, you know, straight trip south. And I'll go for uh, Leighton Road to White Bear Lake. It's a really great sniper. He's the leader of that team offensively, and the reason they were briefly ranked number one. <laughs> Very brief. <laughs> Have to give him a little love this week, I guess. Um, <laughs> my fifth is Nikolai Dulak um, for Matamidi. Matamidi has struggled, I think, when they've been in the tournament to find a score. Um, they don't have to struggle this year. Dulak is definitely their point guy on this. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how far they get in the tournament because they'll have somebody to rely on to get some much-needed late goals this Can't year. Can they get out of the semifinals this year? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no, don't. But, but can do you see them not in the semifinals? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I don't see Orno might have something to say about that. I don't see Orno unless Dallas Duxton's back on the team <laughs> yeah. with some crazy hairdo yeah. and they lose the Northfield. I just don't see this oh, happening. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I think it's going to be those four teams in the uh, on Friday afternoon in the semifinals, without a doubt. Okay, Tony. We got a good player coming up. We got a great player coming up. Grant Slukinski will be our guest. Danny, take it away. Well, thank you, Tony. We are joined here tonight with Warroad Senior Ford and Northern Michigan commit Grant Slukinski. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Grant, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm very proud to, that you are on and that I got your name right. So that is a win for me. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, it takes me a lot of work to do that. But... Anyways, Grant, um, 
you guys, your War Road Warriors, are off to a hot start. Um, come down to the Metro, actually, in a couple of weeks to play in, or two weekends, to play in Hockey Day. Um, you guys excited for that? What's what's the atmosphere going on up north for that one? Yeah, yeah, we're really excited. Um, as we get closer, you know, the excitement's just building, and we're really looking forward to getting down there and playing. It should be a great experience. Um, are you doing any prep right now? Or are you waiting for the week of skating outside or anything like that? Uh, not, not yet. Um, boys will probably skate outside maybe a couple of times. Um, maybe have the guys over to my backyard rink and, you know, just get used to it. But we've skated outside a lot, um, just growing up. So yeah, it's just going to be a blast. How long have you had a backyard rink? Oh boy. Uh, Probably since I was one or two, honestly. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's pretty legendary. Tim's rink is pretty legendary in the city. Really? In the town, yeah. Um, now, are you guys, what, jersey preview, you guys probably have some of the best jerseys in the state. I think everybody knows that. Is there anything that we should be expecting? You want to give us a little tease on those for Hockey Day? Yeah, yeah. So, there'll be a little bit of a change up from our black ones. Um that we wear on the road normally, but they'll be black and they'll have the last names on them and then obviously a hockey eight patch. So yeah, they'll, they'll be looking sharp. Sweet. Well, you, like I said, you guys are off to a hot start right now. You're undefeated. Is there talk going on? Do you guys want to be undefeated? There hasn't been an undefeated class A team win state in, I don't know how long. Is this something that are you talking about the perfect game right now? Uh, I would say no. No, we're just kind of focused on, you know, one game at a time, the old cliche, um, one game at a time, one period of time, one shift at a time, and just, you know, just keep working every day in practice to get as, or just get as good as we can, I guess, every day. So, yeah, just kind of one game at a time. Now, I, I get that, it, it, but the problem for us here in the Metro is one game at a time might be at Kitson Central. I mean, you're playing Halleck one night and maybe coming down to Sartell once, but we don't get to see you that much here um, unless Tony and I drive 10 hours in one night to right. see you. <laughs> What's it like kind of being like a team of mystery for everybody in the Metro because a lot of people see that you're undefeated, but they don't know how good you guys really are. I, I think Tony and I um, have seen you. Anybody who's asking me how good is War Road, I'm pumping the tires on them really hard right yeah. now. So um, what's it like for you guys not to really get lower than 94? Um, you know, we, we kind of embrace it. Um just kind of going out there and just trying to prove it every every single game. Um, yeah, just kind of embracing it. All right, let's talk a little bit about your past. Uh, you're the first ever Wiz Wyatt winner. You were a squirt player, came down to Bloomington and won the award. What are your memories of that when you were 10 years old, when you won that award? Uh, I remember getting up really early in the morning and, and driving down to watch. I think it was Rosemount and Osceola Maple Grove. Yes, um, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that squirt game. Um, and then the presentation was on the ice. So that was that was really cool. Um, an awesome memory. I'll never forget your mom was tearing up when we handed the award to you. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know, you didn't know, and all of a sudden here's this plaque and you're meeting, meeting Wiz Wyatt. It was kind of a cool experience for us too. 
How how did you do yeah. that, Tony? Did you have like the candidates Literally, show up? Literally, the game was over. Okay. Rosemount and Osmi were over sitting on the ice, and we trot out Zach Michaelis and uh, Kyle Heffron and Joe, uh, Oakland and I can't remember all and Grant and 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 Bobby Brink. So they were okay. all there, <laughs> and they were on the ice. And Grant came down. He had his red, white, and blue, but he had he had his red. World, someone a red jacket. I thought it was red of some sort, but he had his world black and gold hat on. Remember that, Grant? Right? Is that right? Honestly, I, I can't remember. The red jacket sounds right, though. The red jacket, <laughs> but, he had, but he had the world black hat on. Oh, okay. And uh, we announced the award, shook hands, talked for a few minutes, and he got back in the car and drove six hours back north with the oh. with the trophy in his hand. It was pretty cool. Um, one quick thing I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, your membership in the, in the Cal Marvin family. There's tw- Cal had 12 children. You're the grandson of Karen Hontvet, who's Cal's oldest daughter. Talk a little bit about the, the heritage of the, the Marvin family or the, just the Marvin, the Cal Marvin hockiness that, that really comes out of that family. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, Honestly, at every level, um, with Gigi, you know, being in the Olympics and then high school players, peewees, mites, squirts. So it's cool to, you know, kind of have family, I guess, um, kind of at every level in the presenting and skating with them at open hockey. And yeah, it's just, it's really cool. We're talking older brothers, cousins. It's, it's really neat. Like, I, I bet, bet Brian was your coach at peewees, right? That's one of your cousins, right? Yep, yep. And it's just everywhere I turn, this family just keeps uh, coming back. And I was uh, at a, at the selects last year, and there's this girl named Cal Lindquist, and she was from Warroad. And I knew right away that that was somehow related to Cal Marvin. Now, what grade is she in compared to you? She's a couple years younger, Cal? Yep, yep. She's a freshman. She's in the same grade as my brother. Oh, yeah, okay. as Hammer, right? Yep, yep. And Hammer's a goalie, and he plays Bantams this year? Yep, he's a goalie. Yeah, yeah the, it's a great story. Great family. There's two Hontfits in the clan. It's just, it just keeps going on and on. Great fun. Great to learn about your family as we write a story about your family heading into Hockey Day. So um, let's talk a little bit about some games next week. Before we do that, Grant, you want to stick around and do pickums after that? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. All right, okay, let's perfect. Do it. Um, okay, big list of games this week. Um, Alex plays Sartell in probably a two-three, maybe Little Falls is in the conversation yeah, now for sure. Um, for Section Six A, uh, Moorhead goes up to East Grand Forks, up twenty-nine. That should be a good game, good test for both squads. Um, Saint Cloud Cathedral plays Andover in a weird A double A matchup there. Yeah. So I might, game. I'm thinking of going up for that game just because it's. It's a lot an of interesting those kids one. played a lot of youth hockey against each other. I believe it. I believe it. Um, Rapids plays Hermantown on Tuesday. Busy week for Rapids. Um, Benilde and Hill play on Thursday. It looks like Hastings and St. Thomas. Tony, I think this one's interesting just to see what Hastings can well, and see it's a quality win if they win this game for Hastings, their section. For sure, yes. absolutely. St. Thomas needs to recover, and this is a good team to recover against. Exactly. Um, Chase Fryermuth. Yep. 
um, for Hastings is D1 commit. Um, Lakeville North Rosemount, that's a pretty good rivalry game between those two. Yep. Um, Delano Cathedral, I want to kind of see if Delano, where they're at in 2A in this. Um, Edina Eden Prairie is always a classic. Mm-hmm. East Egan and Eastview is a good Section oh, 3 AA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cloquet and Eden Prairie, uh, Roseau and Greenway, Cathedral and um, Sartell play on Saturday. That's a good 6A. Yep. You yep. know, if Sartell can pull an upset there, which isn't out unheard of the of, ra- no. <laughs> unheard of in this season. No. Um, Duluth East Eden Prairie. Hill, Matamidi, Matamidi after the St. Thomas upset or win. Right. Um, Rapids Greenway is on Saturday. And Creighton Hermantown. Creighton goes up to Hermantown. So two Mr. Hockey candidates probably going up against each other in that game. Yep. And that's kind of all I got. I'll probably that's find a, more later. That's a Grand Rapids. Wow. They got a tough weekend. They have them. a real tough week, and one of their games is one of our pickums too. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. Carl, did I miss anything? Uh, well, there's just a lot of good rivalry games this week. Uh, some teams I'll be watching this week. So, yeah, my schedule for ranking purposes and trying to understand a couple sections like one and three. Uh, both Lakefields have interesting weeks. Bill South, after having a very good week, is playing Fire Lake, who's now a top 15 team, and the Dyna this week. So that's interesting. And the North is playing Rosemont, mentioned in Ian also. So, again, trying to figure out how all these different sections and conferences you know, fit in with each other. Uh, also, just to answer your, your trivia question, the last undefeated Class A team to make state was Hermantown in 2012. They did not win. Uh, they also did it in 2007 and did win. So there's your oh, new, like, okay. But they had a tie in 2007, I want to say. They did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys, seriously. <laughs> that was our junior year, so we were That is crazy and if you know the, that. And if we would have lost to Dan O'Jocks in uh, double overtime, then we would have beat Hermantown, and we would have. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, I know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. We would have had a three-peat. All right. Anyways. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. All right. Uh, we are ready for pick'ems. Okay. I get to go first in this first game. It is Moorhead. And East Grand Forks, a team that we saw Grant defeat a couple weeks yep. back. Um, I'm going to stick double A here. I'm going to go Moorhead on this one. They'll go up and win this game. I just think they have too much. I've seen both these teams play. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to go Moorhead and make some enemies with Eastside Hockey. What do you got, <laughs> Danny? I, I think Hudson Hodges stands up on this one, and I, I'm picking the spuds. Oh, this will be interesting. Carl, what do you got? Uh, some future trip Moorhead, I think I will take the green wave just to shake things up. You know, Moorhead's been winning a lot, but often getting outshot. Maybe East Grand Forks find a way, finds a way to get this one done. All right, Grant, you've played East Grand, and do you guys play Moorhead? Yeah, yeah, we do in February. Okay, so who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, I'm going to take Moorhead. They have some good, good double-A wins, and yeah, I think, I think they'll win. All right, no respect for your Section 8 rival there. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. Uh, Stillwater, Creighton, Durham Hall. Where is this game being played? Uh, Stillwater, Creighton, Durham Hall will be at the Saint Croix Valley Rec Center. Okay, Danny, you get to go first. I'll go Stillwater on this one. Stillwater's been riding a heater, and if Noah Tussie and the gang can get this one going, I'm gonna pick Stillwater. Okay. Though it could be a Mac Leeson show. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Carl, who do you got? Uh, I'm also going to go with Stillwater. I 
watched a little bit of their game with East on Friday night, and I thought they looked pretty strong. It was deep, um, controlled play pretty well. Deep, deep. All right, Grant, we're going to test your Metro knowledge. We talked before before we got on the air, and you said you'd pay attention to the Metro stuff. What do you like between Stillwater and Creighton? I'm going to take Creighton. Yeah, I think, I think Gleason will have a good night, and I'll take Creighton. I agree with you. I'm going to probably agree with you on a lot of picks, except, of course, the Rosa Warroad game. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take Creighton this one as well. Uh, game three, this is a northern matchup. This will be fun. This is just like the Carl. I mean, this is almost as bad as the Rosso game. Can Carl pick against Grant, against East in the Grand Rapids East game? Carl, you get to go first. I do. Uh, well, people just going to have to ride that East trap and go with town. <laughs> well, they did beat they did beat Tonka, right? Yeah, they've, they've proven they can beat some good teams. They beat Lane. They beat like they like Bull North. I mean, they so, do it when they. I mean, Tonka's a top ten team preseason wise, right, Carl? They were, and they're not too far off they're now, too, actually. No, they're not. So here's a question for you, Carl. In that Minnetonka game where they had seven shots on goal, did they actually zam the end of the rink where Duluth East shot the puck? I mean, it, it wouldn't have been necessary, but <laughs> it, 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 they're okay. running an effective trap. It works. All <laughs> right, all right. We're, we're done ripping on East. Who do you like in this one, Grant? Uh, you guys beat Grand Rapids earlier this year. And you haven't seen East, have you? What do you think? No, no. I'll go. I'll go Rapids. Yeah, I like their team and I like their style. I'll go Rapids. What was about their style that you liked? Uh, just kind of in your face, and um, Pert's a really good player. So yeah, I'll go Rapids. All right. Um, I am going to agree with you again, Grant. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> Grand Rapids at home. I would be going to this game, but my mother passed uh, in December, and her funeral is that day. So I won't be making it up to the Rapids East game, which I was really hoping to make. Danny, who do you got? Um, I can't pick against Grand Rapids. I, if, so. I mean, Carter Clafton's going to shut them down, and Rapids has been a different team at home than they have been on the road this Absol- season. I was going to say that. So I don't know what Carl's thinking, but, you know, as long as he's okay going to the Civic Center and, the, you know, and watching a loss, then go for it. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Grant, you get to go first on these last two. Um, I uh, We picked out this, this doozy of a game between Mankato East and Mankato West. Who do you like in this one? I'm sure you've done a lot of research on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go Mankato West. All right. Any reason why you like that their jerseys? What is it? Uh, just, just my gut feeling. That's a good feeling. <laughs> That's a good feeling. I, I, because I've agreed with you on every one, and I know I'm going to disagree with you on the next one, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go west on this one. I like, I'm like. i literally going to be my sister growing up when we did pick them. She picked her favorite uniforms. I like the west uniform better than the Cougars east uniform. That's it. <laughs> Danny? Um, I'm going to go Mankato East because Mankato West is a natural football rival for St. Thomas Academy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Swing it in there, right? So I just got to swing that. Little East Cougars. All right, yep. Carl, what do you got? Uh, one thing I will say is perhaps you probably educate itself on these Mankatos because, you know, if tomorrow makes the state, they probably got a third of a chance of playing one BC in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
with the game. Um, you know, I look at page stats, see where they fell, Mankato west of 85, Mankato east of 87, so that's no help. Um, I'll just give you some east side solidarity and go with Mankato east. All right, so we have east. We have two easts and two wests. And now we come to the the Warroad-Roso game. Any thoughts before we make some picks here, Grant, on playing against Roso? What kind of feelings get uh, generated in your brain uh, and your heart when you, when, you, when you line up and play against the Rams? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, rings are always packed, and you you tend to get up a little bit more for them. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an awesome game, and both teams are rolling, so so it should be a fun night. Grant, do you guys do anything at school before the rivalry? Do you have like a pep rally or anything like that? What what's the atmosphere coming into this week? Uh, we don't we don't do a pep rally, but there's there's always a little bit more buzz around the school, and you know you just you just know that. You know, it's it's the week of the Roseau game, and everyone's excited. What's your high school record against um, the Rams? Uh, I, I think they're a little bit ahead in the head-to-head um, uh, overall. I'm, well, I'm not sure, though. What What about you, uh, you You personally? Have they taken more, or have you taken more? Uh, they have, yeah. Okay. yeah. we got to get them back this year. Okay, okay. Uh, when you were a little kid, did you go to the games when it was up and was over in Roseau? Yeah, yeah. So it was a big deal, even when you were a little kid, to go. Yeah, yeah, it's packed, and yeah, it's awesome. Did you ever have, like, a favorite team growing up that you watched? Um, World team. Yeah. High school or? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, probably the 13-14 team. Um, that was when Ross, Sylvester, and Justin were mm. together, and. Yeah, they were they were really fun to watch. So kind of looked up to them. That was a good rivalry game too that year because that was Strand and Jan and Helga start. Was, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that was a good that was a good rivalry game that year. That was good. That was yeah, good. yeah. Okay, who right. do you got? Who do you got in this one? Rosa Warold. I'm I'm gonna take Warold in this one. Okay, so you realize War- Rosa's won like tons of state titles, don't you know that? Oodles, oodles. Of them. <laughs> Double digits. <laughs> you realize that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> all right, all right. Just, well, just, just want to pitch that out there. You know, so I, I'm writing it down now. As I'm writing with a pen, so you can't change it now. You're sticking with World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like sounds he is. like he is. All right, I'm going to go Rose Ope just because, you know, like Neil Broughton went there. I mean – he, he's the, probably one of the best players of all time. I'm going to go Rose. He had two brothers, too, that went there. Very good brothers. Very mm-hmm. good. All right, who do you got, Danny? Well, I've seen both of these two teams this year. Yep. I just like the Rams. You like the Rams, huh? <laughs> I mean, their jerseys are crisp. They're not as good, though. No. I love the Rose jersey, but come on, Royal jersey is better. Yeah, and it's going to be the black away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fair, but that's the only part that they're going to win in this game. I agree. Uh, how about you, Carl? Uh, for some reason, I'm just feeling the Rams. They've had some venom in this rivalry recently. So. I love it. Three to one, I guess. I love it. We haven't been very nice to you, Grant, but uh, we appreciate <laughs> you, you jumping on the show. Um, uh, good luck uh, this week against the Rams. Good luck in, in Hockey Day and hopefully preserving an undefeated record into the, into the playoffs, and hopefully we'll see you at the state tournament as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. 
All right. Yep. Well, we had Grant Slukinski here from World. Thanks, Grant, for joining us. Carl, great show again, as usual, from Duluth. Danny, had a blast doing this. Thank you to our sponsor, Red and Black League and Sniper's Edge. We'll see everybody at the rink. I've got Ferraris, Maseratis, drive all over the place. I drink martinis, never seen these looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nick.